This is defensive end Derek Barnett of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have it. It is recovered. Recovered by Barnett. Barnett. And you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spadero. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Live Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadero, and the Eagles in the final week of their organized team activities. And what does that mean? That means that next week, the Eagles have a mandatory minicamp at the NovaCare Complex. So to this point, the entire offseason has been voluntary. Head coach Doug Peterson said earlier this week that he expects all Eagles to be in attendance when the mandatory minicamp begins on Tuesday. The Eagles have three days of those practices, and then it is break time for the players and coaches, and they will get some downtime before training camp begins at the NovaCare Complex in late July. In this Eagles Live podcast, we're going to sit down and really get to know one of the most interesting stories In recent Eagles history, I mean, I'm going to go there because it's really a fascinating story. Jordan Mailata, Eagles offensive tackle, never played the game of football until last year when the Eagles traded up in round number seven of the NFL draft to select Mailata, a former Australian rugby star who is now a very highly regarded prospect for the Eagles offensive line. He'll stop by the studio in just a little bit. But we'd like to begin the Eagles Live podcast by going into the locker room and talking to some players and getting some updates there. We begin with Eagles defensive lineman Deshaun Hall. Picked up last year late in the season, a former third-round draft pick of the Carolina Panthers, cut after one season there. He's glad to be in Philadelphia, and he talks about the road taken to the Eagles. Getting to this point here with the Philadelphia Eagles, what has the NFL road been like for you? Uh, it's been a it's been a roller coaster, but I'm just thankful for, for all the opportunities I got. I'm just uh, keeping at it, and you know, uh, everybody road is different, but I'm glad I'm I'm on this road. So from from like last December to now, how much more comfortable do you feel being a Philadelphia Eagle, knowing the defense, knowing the locker room, knowing the building, knowing the city? Uh, I'm real comfortable. Uh, I like my teammates. I like I like the city. I'm comfortable in the system. My body feels good. I feel like I'm moving pretty good out there, so I can't complain all in all. When did you feel 100% after the injury? How long did it take to get all the way back? Uh, it took a it took a kind of until like middle of last year, but uh, got my body back right. I feel good. I feel strong. Feel fast. So I'm just gonna take it as that and just keep at it. Emotionally, was it, was it tougher to come back from the injury from a mental standpoint or from a physical standpoint? Uh, I mean, you just gotta just gotta start feeling feeling good. I feel like once your body feel good, you are gonna automatically be comfortable in what you're doing. So when your body feel good, you feel good. So just just staying at that. My body feel good, so I'm just gonna keep trying to make sure my body feel good throughout the season and keeping at it. I know you always heard that the NFL was a business. You found out early in your career what it was like. How did you deal with all that? I mean. Just, just keeping at it. I'm a. I feel like I'm a champion. So, uh, when you get roadblocks sent your way, you just keep going, no, no matter what. How have you played in the spring? How do you think you're coming along in the defense? Uh, I feel like I'm playing. I'm playing well. I feel like I'm comfortable. Uh, just trying to keep at it. Just trying to ca- stay consistent, and uh, hope for the best. You know. What does Jim want from his DNs? What's What's the key to success? 
That's the attacking defense, so just staying penetrating, causing chaos in the backfield, one of your one-on-ones, just stuff like that. Thank you. All right. Zach Brown, uh, what has it been like being a Philadelphia Eagle? Uh, it's been good, you know. It's, uh, they welcome you with open arms. Um, it's fun. It's always fun. Uh, it's, it's just good to be here, you know. What, atmosphere too. What, what is, what, is, is the atmosphere different? Do you find like the, the, the culture is a bit different on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, uh, it's just the way everybody carries themselves. You know, they, you know, everybody holds everybody accountable. It's like nobody slips in between, no cracks. And, uh, and it's just it's fun. Like, you, you just can tell the different types of vibes. Boston Scott, so this morning Doug Peterson mentioned you in a press conference and you come back after practice and there's 25 reporters circled around. You you kind of get a sense of like what's going on here? Why are these reporters looking for me today? Yeah, I, I didn't really know what was what was going on. I, was, I mean, I, I'm the new guy, so I don't I don't really know what's going on. You know, it's, it's, it's cool, though. You know, some of the questions that they ask as far as uh, Darren Sproles and the fact that I'm even being considered for something like that is definitely going to be a process and I, I need to keep working and continue to just keep my head down and, and grind but you know oh. to even be compared to someone like Darren Sproles and everything that he's done for this organization and in his career uh, in the NFL is just I mean it's, it's truly an honor so you know it's, it's wild. I guess you've learned pretty quickly that you never take anything for granted in this league. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. You know what I mean? And by no means should you ever become complacent. You know, and I think being a walk-on, it definitely set me up for um, this situation in the league. And, you know, because you got to make the most of your opportunities. It's not about how many you get, but what you what you do with those with those shots. So that's how I'm approaching it, you know, just doing all I can to work, man, just working every day. How did you feel that you handled last year coming in and having literally no idea what this offense was all about and having to play right away? Yeah, I think I think it's, you know, definitely important. You know, Deuce did a great job with just simplifying it for me because we went by game plan, but, you know, also to do a little bit of studying on my own, you know, because I knew coming in that I was going to have to, you know, help if I was needed, but also I knew that the next year, I was also going to be here, so, um, you know, and that's something that I just like to do. I like to memorize it because um, being a rookie at the time, you know, and coming in, I know, you know, when you don't know what to do and then you're having to react to grown men coming after you, that's, you know, it's easy for your head to just swim and you to be, you know, confused and frustrated, but, you know, the things that you can control is how well you know, you know, what to do, and whenever you do that, you know, it really helps with your speed of play and things like that. So that's something that I take pride in. How are you feeling you're fitting into the offense? How do your, does your skill set fit into this offense? I think it fits in really, really well, really well. You know, they, they like to air the ball out. They like to throw the ball. Um, you know, you see what a guy like Darren Sproles was able to do on this offense. And, you know, it, it's, it definitely prioritizes the running back. And I definitely like that. Have you spent much time looking around the room at all? Or do you just kind of just worry about what you're doing? What do you mean? The, the running back room. You got a lot of a lot of good players in there. Oh yeah, no doubt. I man, like like I said, it, it dates back to you know high school, college. I've always had to fight and claw and scratch, you know, for for what I have now, you know. And I and I love competition because it makes everybody better, you know. You know, guys, they they we help each other, but we also know that we're going to push each other. So you know, I don't really. It's not. It's just competition. That's that's a part of the business. It's part of the game. Return part of it's natural for you. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I've definitely grown more comfortable with the punch. Um, I've been fielding them every day, been getting extra work in, um, and it's something that I've become a little bit more comfortable with. Like I said, i got to continue to work at it. You know, by no means do I think I'm there yet. I have to just continue to push. You know, we're still early in OTAs, and we're getting, you know, um, still got some still got some things to do. Thanks, Pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff there from the Eagles locker room at the NovaCare Complex. Now, when we return to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, we'll hear from Jordan Mailata and maybe a little song at the end from him. Just a remarkable story. And a kid who the Eagles think a whole lot of. How good can Jordan Mailata be? And if there were a game tomorrow, would he be ready to play? Stay with us for the answer coming up next. Share the tradition of Eagles football with the young fan in your life with an Eagles Kids Club membership. For just $20, members receive an amazing welcome kit, invites to special events like the Halloween party, opportunities to win Eagles prizes with monthly contests, and so much more. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Kids Club to sign up today. Well, this time a year ago, he was a big curiosity. Then he became... A phenomenon, if you will. Then he became a prospect. Now we can talk about Jordan Mailata as a football player. He joins us here on the Eagles Live podcast. That was deep, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. How, what, what are you? Are you a football player? Yeah, I'm a football player now. Yeah. Were, were you a football player, player last year? I, I was some, I guess. I was progressing to a football player, but I hadn't reached the mark yet. Yeah. But I feel like this year coming into this OTAs, I'm a football player now and... I'm ready. Explain explain what that means to to fans who look at you and yeah. what, how big what what, are, what is your dimensional uh, figures these days? How big and, and how much you weigh? Six foot eight and three sixty. Okay, yeah, that's what you want to play. So, at? Yeah, that's um, ridiculous. By the way, <laughs> that's yeah, so uncomfortable. At, so, <laughs> um, why yeah. are you a football player? Why am I a football player? Yeah, why, from from last year to this year, we'll get into your history here in a moment. I think my just general understanding of. I guess our schemes and how and the and the understanding of where I was last year to this year is just like increased. Uh, I'm more comfortable and more confident in like executing the technique because I understand where the ball is going or what we're doing that play. So, um, as in terms of technique, you know, I'm, I'm more comfortable when I do it, when I execute uh, what needs to be done. You know, especially when Stouts. You know, up me all the time. You know, he's always like, uh, he's always got that that eye for technique. So, I feel like I've come a long way, um, considering where I was last year. I wonder, Jordan, from a mental standpoint, mm-hmm. what was last year like for? Was it a difficult thing, kind of not really knowing the deal? It was. It was, and that's and that's that's glad you brought that up because that's what it, uh, how I mean. I've progressed and how I'm a football player now is because last year there were so many things that I didn't understand and like you know when when, when Stout says it now I understand and it just helps me a lot with with uh, the game planning and understanding our concepts. Did it at all eat at you when you were away from this building? Did that did that doubt eat at you at all? Um, yes and no. Um, it was scary just trying to get everything down pack uh, down. To you know everything, I guess. One we of say down is, pat. Yeah, down pat. Down pat. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't down sure pat, if y'all yeah. said it. Down pat. Down <laughs> pat. It was a weird here. Um, but yeah, trying to make sure everything was down pat. But it was so hard to, I guess, memorize everything and trying to get a, a, a understand the concept. You know. But now, I think just having that time off and let every letting everything sink in and 
and just going over your notes again and studying it, it makes me confident. All right, here is the story of Jordan Malata, Mylata, as I know it, Thank born you. in Sydney, Australia. Uh, mm. Samoan heritage. What, what are your parents? Mm. Both yeah, parents both Samoan? Samoan? yeah. Okay. Uh, selected, well, we'll get to the draft in a bit. You, you were a, a rugby player with the South Sydney... Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. And you were a rover, a rower, a front rower. Front rower, yeah. I can't read my notes. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> my, my eyes aren't as good. You'll get there someday if you're lucky. No, what, no. Is a, what is a front rower? Uh, pretty much we play in the middle. Uh, we hold it down in the middle. Okay. And we attack and defend. So we run the ball usually on the first to two, I guess, plays or downs. And then in defense, we have to hold it firm in the a, middle. A star when you were a, a teenager? Uh, I wouldn't say I was a star. Were you getting paid when you were a teenager? I was getting paid. Yeah, how um, much were you getting paid? Peanuts. Well, give me a just. Like, we all got peanuts. I, I was a janitor. My first job was a janitor. Uh, I got paid peanuts. It's like $200 a win. And hundred dollars a loss. Okay, that's not a bad day's so work. Uh, how much were you? How much did you weigh when you were born, Jordan? I don't know. I think it was a normal baby. I'm pretty sure it was a normal baby till about first grade. And uh, then how how large are your parents? They're about five six, maybe five five. And where do you get this? Our grandparents on both sides. Okay. On dad's side, um, grandma and grandpa are about six foot three, and then on mum's side, mum's dad is six foot seven. Okay. And then what, what happened in first grade? All of a sudden you couldn't fit into your clothes? No, it's just like I realized I was like, oh, I'm, bit, I'm a bit bigger than, than the other kids in the grade. And then just, you know, I think I stopped for a bit and then picked up again in fourth grade. And then by, the, by sixth grade, I was about, I'm pretty sure, I'm not even lying, I'm pretty sure in sixth grade I was about 5'5". Five five. Okay. So, yeah. What is life like in Sydney, Australia as a kid? Is it, is it like you see in America? Oh, um, suburban lifestyle. I'm, I'm gonna say, yeah, it's a bit different. You know, I, I think I was lucky. I didn't come from you know a rich family, so I think thankful for everything that my parents did, especially my older siblings as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they did their best to provide you know, me and my brothers you know, a, a good upbringing. So yeah, it's kind of, life's kind of different back home, um, especially uh, education, and yeah, you know, we got that welfare down there as well. So. I guess we're kind of lucky. We count our lucky stars there, and over here it's a bit different. It, it, did the NFL ever enter your mind when you were a kid? Did you ever watch the game? Um, yeah, I mean, it popped in here and there. Like you, time, like you a know. first memory of a player or a team? Or a I, I, Honestly, I'll be honest, no first memory of a player, but the first memory of watching American football in a movie would have to be, believe it or not, it was probably Remember the Titans. Okay. Yeah. Did that spur any interest in you and say, hey, that's kind of a cool game? Not really. What are all those weird pads <laughs> those people are wearing? No, nah, it didn't, didn't spur in my head. I okay. was like, oh, just another sport with pads. So you're growing up, you're playing cricket, yeah. maybe a little soccer? A little soccer there too, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, rugby. And then tell us, Jordan, and we, we've heard the story a bit, but I, I, always, I think it's just a fascinating story. You come over to America to train to be a football player. You just got too big for the game of rugby? I wasn't... <sighs> Man, if this is the this is the thing. And let's set the I'm record to, straight here. Set, shall let's we? set the record straight. Okay. The thing with rugby was, um, I was a freak. I was three ten. I was three ten pounds. And I was six foot eight. And the problem was, the my position at front row. They wanted me to play at usually the ideal position. So about like six three, six four, about two seventy pounds. 
Um, but obviously at six eight and three ten, it was like, wow, this is a uh, he's too big, he's too big. But I was like ten, like probably not less than ten percent body fat. Yeah, it was, I was really, but really. But don't you ripped. think you're still a freak? Yeah, still. Yeah, I'm an outlier. I'm an yeah, outlier yeah, now. Yeah. So they were like, you need to lose thirty pounds, and I was like, well, you can see me, you look at me. Uh, where am I going to do it? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to chop off a leg <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or chop off an arm and be the first player, rugby player with a prosthetic. <laughs> so then what happens? How do you make the long journey from Australia to the IMG Academy in Florida? My agents knew of How's this. It, who has an agent? Who's, what rugby players have agents? Oh, all rugby players Oh, do you have really? Agents. Yeah. Okay. All okay. rugby players have agents. I, did back not, I didn't before. realize. I, don't, I really? guess I don't understand the scope of what... Australian rugby yeah, yeah. at the top end are there wealthy guys oh yeah yeah okay. so you know I, I, I think our biggest contracts back home which is why you probably don't like you know I don't blame you for not knowing that but our biggest contracts back home are like million if you're on a million dollar contract you're a big time player like like a Tom Brady okay. back home you know okay. or, endorsements also oh, yeah endorsements national well. acclaim star superstardom yep. yep okay and playing like the national team international team they had to play everything at your height of rugby, what what did you get paid? If you don't mind me asking, oh, I wasn't. I was just still playing at the club level. Okay. Like most, so yeah, yeah. A guy like you, what, what? Why were you not at the most elite level? Um, start, well, I started late. I had one year in the uh, Rabbitohs team. Okay. And it took me a while to get my boots on the ground. And when I did, I did my part, did my time there. And sadly, like like I said, they wanted me to lose thirty more pounds, and it was just, I'm not trying to. Yeah, deter anyone away from rugby, but it was just really hard because it's such a, I guess, fluid sport. You know, a lot of running and a big person at my size, still at three ten. You know, you can be as lean as you are, but because your body's so big, mm-hmm. and and everyone else is so small and and so fast, the game the game speed would be a lot. Yeah. So yeah. you come over to Florida, right? Yep. With how much luggage? Like, what did you bring? Oh, in your, what man. did you bring in your bag? What were the essentials that Jordan and I lot I'll be over? honest. I probably packed the only two pairs of shoes I had in Australia uh, was, were my runners, my little Asics, and Chucks. Okay. <laughs> All-Stars. A few so pairs of shorts. Converse All-Stars. A couple jeans, some underwear, uh, T-shirts. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yeah. And how long did you, what's the training like? It was learning the fundamentals, you know, basics of football and learning the fronts. Learning what like a what what a three four front was, what a bare front jam front was, um, and then learning like oh this is the place I gap A B C or one two three backside. You know what I'm saying? Like, you re- do you do you believe that football will ever make it in Australia or, and around the world because of the complexity of the of the jargon of the language of the of the game of the rules? Yeah. Do you think people will understand it around the world? I think I think people just need to when people see the sport the helmets and pads. Especially rugby players revealed as a, you know, we don't understand the physicality or the men, or the mentality that you need that's required to play the game. So I think, I mean, that's the whole point of the program that I was in, was trying to bridge the, I guess, bridge that pathway where there's that missing, you know, loop between you know American football and it being view, or viewed internationally. So. I think I hope one day people will understand it. It's gonna. I it mean, it's a lot to learn. You know, sure. But I think if people just understand the basics and then like, why, why there has to be an offensive line? Why we, you know, there's a three-step drop or seven-step drop. And if yeah. they understand, like, 
just basics. I think they'll be more interested in the game and appreciate what it takes to be a football player. It's such an intricate game. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Soccer, you see your guys on the field. Basketball, you see your yeah. guys on the court. Hockey, five on five. Mm -hmm. Football, everything has to work. Yeah, to make up. everything. So, so let's go. So you go through this this program. Stoutland comes down and works you out. The Eagles work you out. <laughs> you are aware that there is some interest. You go to the draft in Dallas. Yep. Uh, you are in the in the back room, and you hear your name called, or perhaps you get the phone call. I first. get the phone call. So I'll be honest. I got prank called first. Um, <laughs> A Cleveland, I'm pretty sure it was a Cleveland number that popped up and ended up being, um, who, oh, damn it. who was it? Sorry, it was a Jacksonville number. Okay. And it, and there was a Cleveland Browns calling, I'm pretty sure. And then I know that the last one was Green Bay, a Green Bay number came up and it was the Colts. The Colts were calling. To tell you if you don't, don't get say, drafted? Yeah, yeah. And my agent was on the other line to the Jets. Uh, they were trying to get me before I even got drafted. They were trying to say, okay, uh, two-year deal, da, da, da. I don't know, I can't remember. But then I just remember like just sitting there, I was like, oh, this is nerve-wracking. <laughs> I mean, at the first when I got there, I wasn't nervous. I was like, you know, if I don't get drafted, it's not the end of the world. But I think until you sit in that green room and then, you know, you hear everyone's names getting called out and you see the rounds go, every pick one by one, you just go and you're just like, whoa, it's surreal. It's like real... And then um, I'm sitting there with my boy, Christian Scotland Williamson, who's a Titan at the Steelers. Okay. He, he was a rugby player from England too. And nice. he got, through the program that we were in, he was uh, put on the practice squad at the Great. Steelers. So, and then, who, and then the Eagles call you. Yeah, well, my agent was like, uh, Eagles going to call you. I was like, oh, sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I sure they are. It. And boom, Philadelphia number came up. I just remember speaking to Brandon. He was a scout that got me or he was the one that was interested in my workout in Tampa and then he told me that uh Howie's gonna be on the phone and I spoke to Howie and Stout or or Doug then Stout. So Thrill of your life? Yeah it was it was, a, it was epic. Yeah, so, so we are we are we we followed you last year, Jordan. It was I remember you told a story when we all went to the Beach Blitz in the Dominican Republic this year, how I think it was the third play that you were on the field last year in the preseason. Oh, you gave God. up a sack, and you felt so bad that like you let <laughs> you let Stout Man. down. Yeah, I did. Not I think that. that's like the, that's the greatest thing. You play for Stout, right? Yeah, I mean, you play for yourself. I, mean, I play for myself, but it's kind of weird. I'm not. I'm not trying to you know suck up to to Stout, but like it reminds me of my dad so much. Just the way he's so tough on us and. Uh, every, every time I do something bad, because I know he invests so much time in me, so when I do something wrong, I just I beat beat myself up because I hate I hate letting myself down, but I hate letting others down, especially your teammates. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really, I guess, took it to practice next week and tried tried my best to work my behind off. Excellent. Did, did your family at all make it over to see you? Yeah, my sister came the first. My standard partner came uh, for the first two preseason games. Wonderful. So Wonderful. Now we are here in year number two of Jordan Mailata. You're playing some right tackle here yeah. in the OTAs. Big difference, left side, right side. Yeah, it's massive difference. Yeah. but it feels more. Com I feel more comfortable. It's weird. I can't explain it. Um, you just got to see it. Like, you know, coach, coach Stout was saying, like your set lines have improved so much better on the right side. If if, if you if you were to be thrown into a game right now, if there yeah. was a, how would you play? I think I'd be. I think I'd be fine. 
I mean, they're going to throw everything at you, yeah. right? They're going to yeah. try to fool you. They're going to try to throw all sorts of games at you. Yeah. You can handle all that now. Mm -hmm. I think um, if, I, if I stayed through game plan and play with with the game plan that we have and listen to what yeah, our cores are made by Kels and work with our guards, I think I'll be okay. What is the next step for you, Jordan, in terms of just kind of mastering this whole thing? I'm, just, I'm honestly just taking it day by day. You know, I still got a lot to learn. Um, even though, you know, I've just been thrown at a, a new position. Um, it's similar, but, you know, it's, it's really hard trying to flip everything now. But I think if I just, my mentality the whole time, I've just been taking it day by day. You, you yeah. believe you're going to be a great player someday? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, you physically, hope so. you can handle the whole physical part, right? Yeah, I can handle the physical part. It's, it's just the, the mental part, remembering everything, remembering your cause. If the play changes because of a different cover, you know. This is Jordan Mylotta. First job, McDonald's. What'd you do there? Yeah, I was front counter. Nice. Yeah, I played. I played. I played front counter. How many? Uh, <laughs> how many burgers did you did you down on a shift? I'll be honest. I did a double quarter pounder with an extra six patties one time. That was really good. That was on my break, and I did a Big Mac after it too. <laughs> what poor. They must, have, they must have fired you after like a week off. Where's no, all no, of our no, inventory? No, no. We lost my, my all of our uncle, profit. My uncle was the manager. We had to hook up. <laughs> uh, uh, playing guitar, Javi, we've seen you. You're yep. uh, fantastic at it. You don't have a guitar here. I but don't have a guitar here. Maybe a little acapella at the very end. A little <laughs> yeah, Sam Smith at the end just for a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, desired talent, swimming. Have you mastered that yet? Desired talent, swimming? No. Okay. I have not mastered it. I'm trying to master left tackle and right tackle. Okay. So. First, yeah, that, that comes first. If you could play another sport... Horse oh, jockey yes. is a horse funny jockey. little answer. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would Poor want horse. a big-ass horse. Yeah. Be, would be the biggest horse of yeah, all time. Yeah, like Farlap kind of stuff. Jason Peters, what kind of relationship do you have with him? He, he's a player you model your game after. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, uh, he's a great teacher. You know, he actually slows down everything for you. And it, it's kind of weird because, like, something stout coaches us and then there's, like, getting it from JP's point of view it just makes total sense why JP would do it. And he says, I know Stout teaches us to do it this way, but look at it this way and, and then like, you know, assess the DM this kind of way. Nuts. Your, your favorite sports moment, winning the Grand Prix, Rugby Grand Prix, Rugby Grand Final when you were 14 years old. Oh, yeah, that was great. We went undefeated that year. So we went like 17 and 0, I'm pretty sure. And that's club level. Yeah, I was like, I was like, and you were getting paid level. for that. No, not that. That's not, like when I was 14. Well, I don't know how, what happens in Australia. I don't know uh, the eligibility no, no, rules no. over there. I got paid with washing the dishes, mate. Okay. Uh, favorite movies finally here Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. And Star Wars. Yeah, big. Excited about the new one coming out? I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not. Why? I'm not. Have they jumped the, has the series jumped the shark? Well, I, I heard that the writers of the Game of Thrones season eight. I jumped oh, that's on. right. That's right. I jumped on the Star Wars film, so now I'm a bit. <laughs> I didn't really like the uh, the season eight of Game Lumbos, of Thrones. Lumbos, Lumbos. Yeah. All right, we have a little time here. We're going to play a couple of games with you, Jordan, if we could. All right, All right let's do five questions with Jordan Mylotta. All right, what are the things? What are some of the things, Jordan, that are most difficult in life when you're six feet eight and three hundred and sixty pounds? That we take for granted as as what you would call a normal size. What person. I would find difficult. What we what I mean is it difficult to take a shower? Is it difficult to find a bed? Is it clothing? Ah, oh, I'll be honest. Trying to find a bathtub. Okay. It is so hard trying to find a bathtub to fit my big 
Yeah. Behind in. They have big ones here, but they're not really bathtubs. They're like no, cold tubs. tubs. Yeah. I want, nah, man. I'm talking about I want, I want a bathtub bath. in my house. Okay. And like just like sit in there, have a bubble bath, <laughs> little rubber ducky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you and Merrill Reese. You know, Merrill Reese does that before every game. He takes a bath and recites everybody's name <laughs> and practices his name. Jordan Mylotta. All right. What Philadelphia food have you never, had you never enjoyed before, had you never had before that you've grown to love? Is there a Philadelphia food that you love now? Um, I'm very generic, but cheesesteak. I've never had a cheesesteak before, but it'd have to be a cheesesteak. You like them? And finding a good cheesesteak too. So. Okay. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, wow. Um, where do I see myself in what aspect of life? And, and that's what I'm asking you. Five years from now. Do you plan yourself? Do you plan it out? How old are you? 30, I want to 20? still be playing. You're only 22, I'm 22. years old, right? Yeah, I want to still be playing. Okay. You know, I want to be the best of my career. 27. So at age 27, you'll be yeah. at, at the peak of your career. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, model my game after JP. Last at least 10 years. Yeah, he's been. He's on, he's <laughs> he's on, on 17, I think, right? 16 oh, I don't or know, 15, I think. Yeah. All right, so. uh, number four. Is there a person in the locker room with whom you are most starstruck? And if so, why? Oh. Oh, okay. So I have two, two players, and it'll be it's it's um, it's definitely Nick Foles. When I first came here, I didn't know anybody but Nick Foles because MVP, right? Right. Just won it, right? QB. And so when I saw him the first time, I was just like, oh, I was like, oh, oh what? Mr. Foles, Mr. Foles, what's going on, man? And then second one is it's not just not a starstruck, but I'm just. Every day I come to work, I can't believe I get to like block for him as Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah. I get that little feeling. What when a it's star, like, yeah, right? What? A, what? Like, you blessed. watch? I mean, I know when you watch film, you're really focusing on the offensive line. Yeah. But do you ever know? Do you ever see Carson? Yeah, some of the throws he makes. Some of the throws he makes, and just like moving the pocket when he gets out of there, it's crazy the way he maneuvers out of like just sensing the blitz. He's it's having crazy. a great spring too. So every, it's so exciting yeah. to now watch him when he's healthy and he's yeah. grooving here. Number five, what was your welcome to the NFL moment? <laughs> I think everyone knows what my welcome to the NFL moment was. Um, I did say it was back in training camp and it was when Stephen Means bull rushed me. But then later on in the last preseason game <laughs> against the Jets here at home and I got crack blocked. Um, after we threw an interception and I was trying to chase the guy down and I just got demolished. It was a feeling. I've never felt like that before. It's been a while since I've been hit like that. So it hurts with the pads on. It bloody hurts. <laughs> it hurt so much. Well, that's over with. You are in the NFL. Uh, the second game we'd like to play here, Jordan. Ooh. Five questions we've done. We're yep. going to do Australian slang terms. Oh, yes. Let's do it. I give you the slang term, and you tell me what it means, all right? So we're going to play the Australian slang terms game with Jordan Mylotta. Here we go. The term hit the frog and toad. What does that mean? There is no way we say that. I don't know that one. I'll, I'll come up straight away. I don't hit the frog and toad. I've what never what, heard what that I have written down my here life. from my ace producer... Chris Barletto, who's going right down the wrong rabbit hole as we as we talk about, <laughs> while while some Queenslanders and Territorians organize whacking day outings against the spreading plague of cane toads, it's not used to describe the ritualized slaying of the dreaded toad. Hitting the frog and toad is when you hit the road. Get out of ear. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ear. It's get out of ear. Get out of ear. Get out of ear. All right. So that hit the frog and toad doesn't really exist. Oh, uh, I've never heard it. Okay. So. 
Are you sure you're Australian? Yeah, I'm, I'm right. Australian. All right. All right. How about this one? Lend me a lobster, pineapple, or gray nurse. <laughs> All right. Wait. In my, in my defense, I, this is like a legit website. I got these. This is like CNN.com. Of Australia. Oh of Australian God. slang. Yeah. So um, wait, there's no lobster, pineapple, or gray nurse? Oh, no. Wait. You don't know it as a term to like borrow money. The twenty dollar note. Hand me a lobster. Is a red yeah. pineapple red. or grey nurse? Yeah. I'm telling you now, where I grew up, we've never said that at all. So it must be like a Queenslander thing. Okay. Oh, this is going down. Queenslanders. Okay. 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 How about this one? Ocker Yobo. Oh come on! <laughs> this is not. The loudmouth who's a larrikin. <laughs> who likes the sound of his own voice is a yabo, yobo. often a bit of a troublemaker. What's it? How's he pronounce it? A yabo. A yabo. <laughs> a yabo typically has a deep Australian twang to his accent, in which case he's an ocker. <laughs> you, you've never heard of either one of those words. What? <laughs> this is quickly turned into the, the demise mess. of Chris <laughs> Barletto. Delete, delete, producer. delete. All right. How about this one? Oh, control, delete. How about a, how about a dog's breakfast? I don't, I don't know a dog's breakfast. Are you sure this was Australia? Here? How about a shark biscuit? Do you know what you a, know shark a shark biscuit? biscuit? Uh, no, I don't know a shark biscuit. Okay, wait, let's go back to dog's breakfast is messy, but doesn't refer often used by parents to describe their kids' chaotic lives. Not in order, a shambles, no thought, just a bit of everything. A dog's breakfast. No. How about a goon? Hey, a goon is a bag of wine. <laughs> Yeah. One. <laughs> there we go. Now we I got, got one. A is a bag of wine. You got it. Comes in a box. A box wine. Yeah. And a shark biscuit is someone learning to surf. A shark biscuit. I actually, now that you said that, I've ha I have heard it. Validation. Yeah, I have heard shark biscuit <laughs> very, before. Very Finally, we've got some validation. My bad, my bad, Chris. <laughs> my bad. All right. So uh, to finalize this, um, the song that you sang to the players while you were a rookie was a uh, Sam Cooke. Uh, Stay with me. Can you give me just a verse uh, or two just to hear that sweet I, I voice, man? I, I did Tennessee whiskey. Okay, that's fine. Do by Chris Stapleton. Whatever you want. Without we got no guitars. <coughs> um, <coughs> uh, I'll, I'll do the Sam Smith one. Okay. Yeah. The golden voice of Jordan Mailata. We thank you for joining us here on the Eagles Live podcast. Oh, won't you stay with me? Cause you're. All I need And if it's love, it's clear you need Oh, won't you stay with me? Thanks so much to Jordan Mailata for his visit and the ending, of course, very unique and beautiful. What a great voice. What a talented young man. This kid is. We'll see what kind of progress he's made in a year's time when the Eagles get the pads on and when training camp and the preseason begins. Eagles pretty deep at the offensive tackle position, but Mylotta working his way into the picture very prominently. That'll do it for this Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Chris Bartletto for putting it all together. Thanks to you for joining us each and every week. We're back next week with another episode of the Eagles Live podcast Presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles Day and fly, Eagles, fly.